Thank you, Josh. Good to see all of you today. Um, one thing I want to mention just quickly is, um, first of all, uh, Jenny Jones McGarity uh, is now a, another mother. And uh, uh, little guy, yeah, a uh, little, uh, I, I don't even know his name. Luke. Luke William. Luke William. I was born, he was born Friday the 13th. Uh, huh? That's, I, you know, I, what, a, what a shock. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, anyway, so I just want to let you know that. And then something else, um, uh, we have a, another new member in our church, and he's here today. And this is little writer, little writer. Uh, can, can he stand up and hold his daddy up? This is little writer, writer Byrne, and uh, he's, he's, I mean, all the babies are special in the church, all of them are, but this one's my nephew, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so it's good to have a little writer here, so uh, Katie and, uh, and Brandon, uh, God bless you guys, we're very, very happy for you. Good to see all of you today. It's great to have you here, and I, um, I hope that today, that uh, as you leave, that your faith will be increased, your confidence in what God wants to do in your life, that you'll just really be carried away by it. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, Josh quoted, um, Pastor Josh quoted a very prominent theologian, Anthony Bourdain, and, uh, and Anthony had some things to say to us, and today I'm going to quote another very famous theologian. Uh, I, I want to, first of all, just as I'm getting into this, I want to say, you know, thank you so much for your, your support for, for kid care. For every Sunday when you walk past that water jar and drop that money in, um, it's, it's going to feed hungry kids. It, it, it makes a big deal. I want you to know that. It makes a very big deal in kids' lives that they, they get to eat. Um, but it, 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 it's important. It helps so much that... That, that weekly consistency of, I've asked you to deny yourself of a cup of coffee at Starbucks and instead to put it in there. I know that you don't do that. You just put the money anyway. That's okay. But, uh, but thank you so much. And for bringing your clothes for the donations, this big, huge box out in the lobby there that goes, this, all of this clothing goes to the, uh, to the, uh, the thrift store and that goes to, to keep the food bank alive and keep it opening because we have been told to, to take care of the downtrodden. We have been told to, um, to, to watch out for those that are having a difficult time. And I want to, a, a theologian that I want to quote today, um, a very famous theologian, um, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> when, you read, when you see this quote, you're going to go, ooh. Let's go ahead and show this. If this is going to be a Christian nation that doesn't help the poor, either we have to pretend that Jesus was as selfish as we are, or we've got to acknowledge that he commanded us to love the poor and to serve the needy without condition, and then admit we just don't want to do it. <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Can I, can I get an ouch? <laughs> Uh, and, and, and I just want to say thank you for your continued support for, for kid care and the way that you are investing in it and, and helping to, to change the lives of kids. 
Um, also, if, if any of you are interested on going on a, a trip, a safari to Africa where we go by and see the kids that you're feeding, go by and hug that kid. Uh, I want to invite you to go. We're putting a trip together for uh, somewhere around October or November. Exact dates, so we don't have them set up yet, but uh, start saving your nickels. Um, start saving your $100 bills. And, <laughs> and uh, because uh, this is such an incredible thing to go and to, to see where, where your money is working, to see what is happening as you are giving money to, to, to kids. And um, I want to invite you to go. I also want to, we'll, we'll be going on a safari. Uh, our orphanage is right on the road to the Serengeti. Uh, the Serengeti is a thing that you always see on, on movies about Africa. That's, that it's there. And um, if, if going to uh, the Serengeti, to the Ngorogoro Crater, seeing God's animals, seeing lions and where, they, where God put them, not in a zoo. Um, if that's on your bucket list, then I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to go with us. If it's not on your bucket list, I'd like for you to do something. Go home and change your bucket list. It needs to be on your bucket list. Going to the Serengeti is very... It's, I think everybody should go. I, I think everybody has to go to the Serengeti. Um, it's just you see God's creation and in an incredible way, and it's, it's absolutely astounding and beautiful. The first time I went to Africa, and, to, and I, got, I wasn't planning on going and seeing the animals. I was just going to take care of, of orphans, and this guy drug us out to this, to this, to this uh, um, place. It wasn't the Serengeti, but it was down in South Africa. And, um, and I said, oh, man. It's just it's wild animals walking across, the, you know, coming up and looking in the vehicle, and you know they're going to eat you, you know. Uh, but, but I came home. I told Janice. I said, you know, you've got to go. You have to go because that's what's going to happen. You're going to be in the safari vehicle. You're going to look at and you're going to see whatever it is: an elephant, a giraffe, a lion. You're gonna see, and and I know you. You're going to start bawling. You are. You are. You're going to start bawling, and. Um, I got her there. We're, we're in this video. Yeah, okay, yeah. This is, this is pretty terrible. You know, all of a sudden, this huge herd of elephants comes right across. And, you know, we had to stop. I mean, you know, they, were just, they just took over the whole road. This was, you know, like, wow. And we looked over at Janice, and she got tears rolling down her cheeks. Because to see God's incredible creation, and to know, yeah, it's under a curse, but someday God's going to pull it all back in order. And we'll get to really enjoy it in another way then. But until then, and to see God's handiwork, to say, you know, great is our God, great is our God. So I want to invite you to begin to make plans for, for, for November, October, November. Exact dates, we don't have them yet. Um, but on the uh, tear-off that Josh mentioned earlier, I think he mentioned it earlier, um, but on that tear-off on the bulletin, when you pass the offering baskets, Mark, I want to go to Africa. You're not signing up. I'll give you information, and you can begin to make plans, and, uh, and we'll, we'll work together in getting you there. And uh, wow, what a great, great time you'll have. I, I promise you. I promise you one thing. When you come home, the next thought in your mind is, how quickly can I get back? How quickly can I get back to Africa? I used to say, oh, it's going to ruin your life, you know? Because in a certain way it does, because you can't eat a hamburger the same way anymore. And, you know. But what it does is it fulfills your life. I want to invite you to go to Africa and be fulfilled. Um, 
this morning I get to um, I get to talk about 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 faith in God. I, I love this. I just I just love it. Faith in God and an ever increasing faith in God, a, a growth in, in 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 our confidence of who God is and what He's called us to do. And you know, uh, and as we're doing that this morning, I want to start this off a little a little different way than we usually start off a message. And I want to I want to play a um, a song for you. Um, it is by uh, another uh, theologian, the theologian Neil Diamond, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're going to hear this song, and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. This is one of mine and Janice's favorite songs. It really is. I mean, we, whenever we get in, in the mountains or someplace, where, you, know, you know, we you know, stick this in, turn up as loud as we can get it. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes in our lives, we have to have these epiphanies where, where God steps in, and God does something in our life that is so astounding. And when you, when you see this, the lyrics to this song, you're going to, you're going to say, and I, I, want you to, I want you to envy the, this understanding of God's amazing grace. So let's go ahead and, and let's, let's go ahead and play this song. Pretty amazing grace is what you showed me. Pretty amazing grace is who you are. I was an empty vessel You filled me up inside And with amazing grace Restored my pride Pretty amazing grace Is how you saved me And with amazing grace Reclaim my heart Love in the midst of chaos Calm in the heat of war Showed with amazing grace What love was for You forgave my insensitivity And my attempt to then mislead you You stood beside a wretch like me Your pretty amazing grace Was all I needed Inside the doorway of your chapel Humbled and awed by everything I found Beauty and love surround me Freed me from what I feared Asked for amazing grace and you appeared You overcame my loss of hope and faith could believe in You led me to a higher place Showed your amazing grace When grace was what I needed In your amazing grace I had a vision From that amazing place I came to be Into the night I wandered Wandering aimlessly I found your amazing grace To comfort me
amazing, pretty amazing, pretty amazing, pretty amazing, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. You overcame my loss of hope and faith, gave me the truth I could believe in. You led me to that high. We have to have God's grace to be growing in, in faith because we can't earn that faith. Bible tells us that to everyone is given a measure of faith. We all start off with some faith. There's something that is there on every person that has ever been born on the face of the earth. There's a measure of faith. There's enough there for them to believe in the saving grace of God. Uh, it's up to us after that to grow it. We have to grow our faith. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we have to cause that faith to grow, to mature, to get stronger inside of us and do those things that will cause our faith to increase. We have to position ourselves to allow God to be working inside of us so that we are trusting him, being even putting ourselves in places to where if God doesn't come through, we're in a big mess. Because we have to ha have God-sized tasks in every place of our lives. And so God's, God's grace is there to, to cause our, our faith to grow. And it's important that we are people that continually put ourselves in those places to where our faith is increasing and we are not allowing our faith to, to wane. We're not allowing our faith to, to fall off. We're getting so just, yeah, it's the way it goes, it's the way it goes. God gives us power when we make the right choices. Okay, when we choose to do it God's way, we are going to have additional power in our lives. God uses all kinds of people. I don't know if you've noticed this, but God uses all kinds of people, some really odd ducks. <laughs> you know, you know, one of the things that, um, that, I, you know, that I picked up from John Wimber is that God's not too particular who he hangs out with. There's only one requirement, and that is faith in who Jesus is. That's the only requirement. He will hang out with those who put their faith in Jesus. And when we begin to move away from that, then uh, we, we begin to have to back off from, or God begins to back off from, from us because he can only bless one thing, and that is our faith and our confidence in him. The Bible tells us that there's a, there's a direct connection between faith and the power, the power of God to, to, to live life. You remember the story when Jesus uh, was going to his hometown. He'd been traveling all over, all over Israel and doing, doing miracles and healing the sick, raising the dead, giving people hope, people that had lost hope. He was preaching the gospel of hope to them, the, the good news. And um, people, were, their lives are being changed, and now it's time to go back to his hometown. 
And the Bible says that Jesus could do very little miracles there because of their lack of faith. Whoa, wait a minute. Didn't Jesus have faith? Why could... See, who you hang out with is a big factor of how strong your faith is going to be. Who you choose as, as, your, as your close friends. Who you, where you go for your nurturing is going to determine even the miraculous power of God in, in your own life. That Jesus had all the... He, nobody had more faith than Jesus but he was still hindered because of the people that are there. That's the reason on Sunday mornings or on Wednesday nights or in your home groups, you, you must be tuned up. You must come in with the, with the, and the, with the faith of expectancy. God's going to do big things. We're going to see people healed when we come together for prayer around the front. In the living room at home, when we pray for somebody, they're going to be healed. Well, I doubt it. Then good. That's what you're going to see is doubt. But when we get to the place where we say, I want to see God alive and active, and, and, this, and I believe it, I know that God is going to do it. And see, sometimes there's going to be some people that's had kind of a hard week, and they've been knocked down, and your faith is going to need to be stronger so you can carry them along in their faith. So when you get knocked down, they're going to have the faith to pull you along. So when we come together, we must be people of faith, expecting well, I'm going to go in and I'm going to see if it's, if, it's, if it's hot enough for me today in, in there. If, they're, you know, if it's really, really, if it's powerful and I, if I feel God, my faith's going to increase. No, I know who God is and I'm going to put my trust, I'm going to put my faith in God. And so my question is, is who are you hanging out with? Are they increasing your faith? Are they causing you to, are they speaking those words of encouragement to, to you that, yeah, God is going to do more things so how do we get more faith? Well, obviously, faith comes by getting into the Word of God. You live in a time on the face of the earth that is unseen. It hasn't happened before. We are living in a time that, well, from the, very, from the, the time that Jesus left the face of the earth, we, we have seen the, the increase of the spirit of Antichrist. But you are living in a time when you're seeing almost like a culmination of it. Um, we, we are living in a time when not only is the word of, I mean, yeah, I know it's always been down through history, but the word of God is being challenged. And it's even being challenged by even, quote, unquote, religious people. Well, the word of God, it's, it's not infallible. It's, it's, it's a good guideline. It's got some good writings. But it didn't really mean. That was a cultural thing back then. But, but now th things are different now. And our culture is telling us to doubt the Word of God. But faith comes by the Word of God. So when we begin to doubt, our faith is going to wane, and we're going to say, oh, why is my life so powerless? Because we've doubted the Word. We haven't protected the Word as being God's Word to man. There are no errors in this book, folks. I don't care what the History Channel tells you. There are no errors. There are perspectives in the Bible, but it doesn't contradict itself. And you just go ahead and well, the Bible contradicts itself. Show me where. Well, somebody said once that it did. <laughs> Show me one. Well, well, I, I don't know, but I'm sure it's there. And because we've been taught to doubt the Word of God, 
where we're living in a time in our world that our faith is being challenged in who Jesus is. Only through, the, through Jesus Christ do we have salvation. The Bible tells us that there is no other name under heaven where man can be saved. We, are, we live in a world that says, you know what? Don't be so narrow-minded. You have to have a broad approach. Politically, things that, 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 that the spiritual truths are being brought into being political things. Of How, how dare you say that, that, that Christianity is the only way? There are all, if you're sincere, that's all that matters. You just have to be sincere about God. You call, you call him God. We call him this. They call him that. They call him this. It, it's okay. We're all trying to serve God in our own way. And that's all that's important. But the Bible doesn't say that. Jesus Christ himself said the exact opposite. He did not say, come on, folks. You know, I'm here. It's me. Be broad-minded. What he said was narrow is the way to eternal life. Broad is the road to destruction. Politically, we're told, you're, you're a person of hate if you, don't, if you don't believe it, if you can't just embrace everything. How, how dare you be a person of hate? No, you understand. I think we, we probably love more than you do. We love enough to, to be willing to be misunderstood. We love enough to hang on to, to a truth that may be a narrow truth. But, but Jesus said that, that, the roadway was narrow, and that he, he and he alone is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one, no one comes to the Father except through Christ, not something like Christ, not one of the prophets, but Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who paid the price for our sins. And our culture is trying to rob us of faith. Our culture is trying to say, just embrace everything. We live in a time when we are seeing the rise of the spirit of Antichrist that very honestly, very honestly is, is scary. The Bible says that if God didn't call the end of days to a short, that even the very elect could be, could be deceived. So we're being told to, 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 to embrace all religions or you're just stupid and narrow-minded and how, how dare you be that way? We are, we are seeing the rise. We will see the rise of, of a false prophet that's going to join all religions together and there'll be a one world religion led by a false prophet, led by a very religious person that looks good and looks right and embraces everything. Only one problem. There's no faith in Jesus, who is the only way. It's faith in a religious approach. Just be sincere. That's all. That's all. Just be sincere. But Jesus doesn't say be sincere. He says, believe in me. Believe in me. And so our, our faith must be increasing. For the power of God to be working in our life, our, our faith must be increasing. And in, in Jeremiah, in chapter 32, verse 27, he says, I am the Lord, the God of all the people of the world. Is anything too hard for me? And what, what I'm saying is simply this, that, that on your outlines, on your bulletin, number one, that faith is choosing and believing. I'm going to put that number one on the, on the screen, please. Faith is choosing and believing God's dream for my life. 
that God has a dream for your life. He doesn't want you to have your own dream. God has a dream for your life. God has a vision that he knows how you were made. He knows how you were uniquely wired. And, uh, and because of that, I think we all found out as we were stretching our necks that we were all wired different ways. You know, at, you know, Adam, be careful how you do it. I don't know about you, but I would prefer to have the prayer time after the exercise time. I, that's when I need the prayer time is after the exercise. But, um, but we're, we, this, this issue of, 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 of faith is choosing and believing God's dream for my life. That as, as I embrace the truth of God, as I am embracing God working in my life, I'm going to see that God has a vision and he wants to transform my, my life. And we must grasp that. In Proverbs in 29, verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where, there, where there's no vision, the people, people are dying. And, and I want you to know that this church has, has a vision. Pastor Josh, you'll hear him say all the time that the vision of this, what we want to see here, we want to see families and lives and our culture transformed. Heaven coming to earth to transform lives to, to make lives changed so that, that marriages are good and they're, they're healthy, that family life, moms and dads, are it's a good relationship that are there and it's healthy, that you're a good employee or a good employer, that it's transforming the very way that you look at it. It's transforming the way that you look at the world outside and seeing them as they are in a, in a, in a pretty tough place. And God's got a plan for their life and I need to share this, this plan that God has for people. There's a lot of things in our lives that we can delegate to other people. You can, you can hire somebody to come and, and to cut your grass. You can hire somebody to change your oil in your car. You can hire somebody to, um, to, or you can make your kids do it. No, you can't, can you? No, no, they don't do that, no. But, but there's one thing you cannot hire somebody else to do, and that is to have faith in God for you. God has no grandkids. He only has kids that are personally believing in him. You can't get to heaven on your mom's and dad's faith. You can't get to heaven on, on, on the faith of those that have, have gone before you. You must work out your own faith in fear and trembling before God. And so how do we get this faith, this dream of understanding God's plan for your life? Well, number one is you have to ask God. Ask God, God, what is your dream for my life? God, what do you want me to do, be doing in my life? God, show me what you want me to do. And God, I, I, I want to I see it from your perspective, not from mine. Again, God has uniquely wired you. When you go through the 201 class, you understand some things about yourself. You understand that, uh, that, that God made you a special way. And then, then you get more and more into the 301 class and, and you understand, and you take some gift testings, and you see what you like to do. And then you invest yourself in growing, becoming better at, at what you like to do. And the second thing of, of getting that dream from God is that you have to believe God's promises. God's made you some promises about yourself. And this, this passage, it says, I am the Lord, the God of all the people of the world. Is anything too hard for me? That God's got a plan to, to bring you into, into his place of fulfilling your life. And what is that plan? God, you are my God. 
and nothing is too hard for you. So God, show me what to do. And that's the point number three on finding God's dream for your life is that, that we have to, to ask God. Just simply ask God, God, what do you want me to do? In Proverbs 28, verse 8, it says, Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possessions. Is anything too big for God? The answer is no, of course not. And so God, you're not, your dream is not too big for God. Your, your doubt in yourself is not too big for God. I mean, see, there's, there's probably not a one of you here that doubts God. Probably not a one of you. you know, no, you don't doubt God. But you doubt yourself to hear God. You doubt yourself, your ability to, to stay consistent with the Lord. And God is saying, you've got to understand something. It's a part of my power is to reveal myself. So you can grow past that. And, and you can move ahead on that. And so we begin to move out, and God, show me your dream for my life. Show me your vision for my life. God, what do you want me to do? You begin to step out by faith and letting God use you in those areas of your life, whatever they may be. It may be in a place of ministry. It may be in a business that you, you want to start a business, you want to do something, and, and, and you feel uncertain about it. God leads you, and God guides you, and he gives you the, the confidence to step out. I don't know, but have you ever been in a hurry and God wasn't? <laughs> now, you know, God, come on, let, let's hurry and get this thing done. And God says, no, my, my timing, not, not yet. I, I know we used, you know, we used to sing a song and it was the, the number one song at the bottom of the hit list. In his time, in his time, you know, I don't want things in his time. I want things in my time, God. Can you hurry? And um, the answer is No. <laughs> I will do it the right way. I'm not going to be driven by, by, your, by your, 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 your impatience. The second step on your outline to, to uh, that faith growing in God is, is being willing to take a risk. Being willing to, to, take, to take a risk. Um, and sometimes it's willing to risk failure. See, see once, once we get that dream from God... I've got, to, I've got to take some risks afterwards. Faith is not being, is not being uh, having everything your way exactly, but faith is being willing to, to step out. My, my mentor, John Wimber, his, his phrase was, how do you spell faith? You spell faith R-I-S-K. Because there's a risk to it. God, I hope you show up. God, I, I hope that, that you come through. And God, I, I, I know you, but again, it's not that I doubt you, God, but I doubt myself to, to hear your voice. And the thing that we always come up with when we take that risk is, but ready? What if I fail? What if I fail? And you see, I think in God's economy, that, that failure is no big deal. It's no big deal unless you quit. You got to get up and do it again. And, and that's, that's how we learn. 
I mean, none of us see our babies when they're starting to walk, fall down, and say, well, that's it. Now we're going to try walking again. But, but faith is, is getting up. Risk is getting up and saying, I'm going to try it again. When the children of Israel were taken captive into to Iraq and Nebuchadnezzar made a graven image and said, okay, we're, what we're going to do here is we're going to, uh, you're all going to fall down and worship this graven image of me because I'm cool and uh, this is how you're going to get fulfilled in life. And so everybody fall down. When the sound of the trumpet, everybody fall down and worship. And, and the, 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 these three, three kids, I don't think they were kids. They were, they were men of God is what they were. Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego. And Josh has talked a lot about them. But their phrase to, 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 to Nebuchadnezzar, what, what they said to, to Nebuchadnezzar was, was so dynamic for stepping out and, and, and taking risks. In Daniel in chapter 3 and verse 17 and 18, you know, they, they say to the king, they say, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God that we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he doesn't, <laughs> if we fail, <laughs> if we fail, th that's okay. That's okay. But, but if he doesn't, we want you to know we're not going to stay failures, O king. We will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. You see, when we're stepping out in faith, believing in God and trusting God for, for miracles, I know that God's going to come through, but if he doesn't, it's not going to stop my faith in God. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep believing. It's that place of saying, God, I may fail, but I'm going to step out. I'm going to believe you for some, some, some big things. I think if you've been around the church for any, any time, you know that a while back I had one of the most brilliant ideas on the face of the earth. Boy, was it brilliant. And uh, I had this big dream. I had this big dream. And my dream was I'm, I'm committed to, to feeding hungry people. I'm committed to feeding orphans. And I want to buy school uniforms for those orphans. I, I, want, to, I, I, I want to do even some, some micro-businesses in, in these foreign countries. And, and I, I want to go in and I want to, I want to, I want to show the, the goodness of God to some of these places in foreign countries. I want our food bank to stay open. And so I had this brilliant idea and I had a lot of miracles along the way, very honestly. And I, you know, God, I'm going to raffle off this Corvette. Everybody wants a Corvette. Everybody in their right mind wants a Corvette. If you don't want a Corvette, then you know, you're, you're dumb. But <laughs> and so this is my brilliant idea. And over a period of time, my, my brilliant idea was a failure. Because it was so highly controlled by the state of California and the accountability was so, so gigantic that we had to report everything that goes on and certain percentages and we just we just didn't make that percentage it just didn't happen and I came to the realization man I've, I've failed Oof. 
so I had, you know, because of the, the state of California's requirements, I had to return everybody's money or say, we'll give your money back. And a lot of people said, I wasn't planning on winning the car anyway. I was just, I'm just doing it to feed kids, you know. I won the car. I was, I was going to give it back to you anyway, you know. Uh, I want that dumb car. <laughs> um, Oh, wow, God. I had this brilliant idea. I had a, a vision that was going to, um, to change hundreds, thousands of lives of, 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 of the downtrodden. And God, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And yeah, God, what, what's going on? It's like, Larry, get, get back into the Word of God, Larry. Pay attention to the Bible here. Do you really think the enemy of God is going to allow you to, to feed the homeless? to feed hungry kids without a challenge? Do you think it's going to be that easy? Do you think that you can just go out and, no, it's going to require spiritual warfare? And you got to understand, my will is not always done. You have to understand that sometimes. God, when you're stepping out by faith, saying, God, I want to do something big for you. God, I believe you've called me to do this. That God's will is not always done on, on planet Earth. That's the reason we have the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. It's a prayer. It's a prayer that we pray of God, bring your kingdom here. And it's going to be a, a spiritual warfare behind it to make God's kingdom happen here. It's going to take a lot of work. Because God's will, his absolute will, is that every person on the face of the earth comes to repentance. I know that because his invaluable word tells me that. That's his will. But I got some bad news. There's a lot of people that are not going to make it to heaven because they did not accept Jesus Christ for who he is, that son of God. And in this place of saying, okay, God, what do I, what do, I, what do, I do? He says, wait a minute, what, 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 what's the vision? The vision is, is, is to feed orphans. The vision is, is to buy school uniforms. The vision is to take care of people that, that, that just simply can't afford to eat. That's the vision. Has that changed any? No. Then, then shut up and get back to work, Larry. It's not a failure until I stay down. Right now, I have no intentions of staying down. Right now, I still have the visions. I still got hungry kids. I want to drag you all there to see them. <laughs> and I want you to experience a the feel, the literal feel of just standing there looking out, the feel of having a little hand come up and go, hi, do you see me? I'm a person. I may not be too clean right now, but can you see me? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a failure until you stay down. That's when the enemy wins. And so risk is stepping out. Faith is stepping out and taking those risks. Faith is saying, God, I'm going to keep going no matter what. I'm going to embrace your plan. Maybe big. You know, and during this time, you know, I, I got to do things that I'd never been able to do before. I got to... to, to go into the offices of race car drivers and talk with them. And I got to go to the Speedway and see all the drunks and <laughs> <laughs> and 
tell them why they need to buy a ticket. You know, this one guy, well, wh why, why are you doing it? I mean, he was, he, he, he didn't know he was there, I don't think. But um, <laughs> what are you doing? Is, why are you, you know, well, because I, you know, we're, if you buy a ticket, it's going to go to, to feed hungry kids. Well, I don't know why you're doing that. Well, let me put it this way. If I ask you to give me $100 to feed hungry kids, would you do it? I'm not going to say how he said it, but there was a, there was a no at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> no. I said, well, okay, if, if I told you, hey, for 100 bucks, I'm going to give you a chance to win a $100,000 car. Would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> here's, my, here's my $100. I had to send his money back to him, by the way. But, uh, but I said, well, that, that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it, because I believe in this so much, and I'm willing to do it. And numbers of people, why are you doing this? 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 Using wisdom at certain places at a certain time, because if Jesus was here, this is what he would do. He would feed a hungry kid. I got to go into, into uh, the office of the Chevrolet dealership in Irvine and talk with, with the owner there. I, could have got, I couldn't have got in his office any other way. I got to tell him about Jesus. I got to pray with him. I had to pray with him. And so, see, even in the place of something that looks like a failure, still the kingdom of God was preached. The kingdom of God was advanced. And I got to see part of uh, the Grand Prix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number three on your outlines is that faith is expecting God to use, uh, is to bless us and to use us of stepping out and saying, God is going to use me. God is going to make something happen in my life. This passage in, in the, in that, that Paul shares with us is that in, in Philippians in chapter 1 and verse 20, I expect and hope that I will not fail Christ in anything, but I will have the courage now to show the greatness of Christ in my life here on earth. Whether I live or die, I expect God to use me. Are you on a daily basis getting out of bed and saying, God, I expect you to use me today. Today, God, I expect you to use me. And I hope, God, that I will be at the place to where you will, that you will use me. And that, for that reason, God, order my steps today. God, you have some divine encounters set up for me. And God, I want, to, I want to be there at the right place at the right time. Sometimes, folks, you just simply have to show up for work. You have to show up with the mentality of, of God, I'm here, and God, I want you to use me, and, and I want you to bless me through these ways. In the Bible, you'll find that, 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 that everybody that God uses, it's because they expected God to use them. They expected God to bless them in great ways. And because they expected it, because they stepped out, God, as a matter of fact, did use them. I, 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 can, I can tell you something. I, I can tell you what God is going to do in, in terms of your life in, in regards to blessing you. I can tell you. And it's exactly what you expect Him to do. What God is going to do in your life is what you expect him to do. Now, I gotta tell you something. 
I expected to raise a million dollars for, for orphans. I'm going to tell you something. I still expect it. <laughs> still expect it. It's not going to come through that incredible car, though. But uh, I still expect it. I thought that was a beautiful car, wasn't it? Did you see it? Oh, wow. Now, we have to have that expectation, that enthusiasm. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Josh was talking about the word enthusiasm means, you know, entheos, in God. The word, the name Theodore is, is, means in God. Dorothy is a feminine version of it. And I, I think that, what, you know, I haven't talked to Pastor Josh about this yet, but I have, I have a, something we need to do. We all, all of the men in the church need to be called Theodore, okay? And all the women need to be called Dorothy. So you just walk past. It's going to save a lot if you say, I just can't remember names. Well, just walk past and say, hi, Theodore. Hi, Dorothy. Uh, because the, the, those are versions of, of in God, in, you know, in theos, These, the enthusiasm of I'm in God. I'm in God. And I know that his vision for this church is that we are all in God, that we are all carried away by the incredible blessings of who God is and what he's doing in our lives. Number four in your outline is that, is that, that faith is never giving up. I've already mentioned it, but you know, it, it's, 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 it's moving ahead. It's continuing to go. It is that place of saying, it doesn't make any difference. If it looks like I failed, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep knocking on the door. I'm going to keep pushing on it. And I'm going to keep doing what I believe and what I know that God has told me to do. That faith is... Is is and, and and next as a matter of fact next week Pastor Josh is going to work more on this so the idea of being faithful of keeping on keeping on, and um, but we are we have been told in Psalms chapter three and verse twenty four to be brave be strong and don't give up, and that's the word of God that's God's infallible word that we are to be moving ahead, making sure that we are not allowing those faith killers to come in the compromise with this present evil age that is saying, don't be narrow-minded, but be broad-minded, that we have to continue to hold strong to, to the Word of God that says that, that Jesus Christ is the way and the only way. And realize that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, God's infallible Word that is not wrong. It is not a good religious teaching. It is God's breath to man. And as long as I'm committed to God's breath to man, I am going to be experiencing an ever-increasing faith in my life that is going to produce healthiness in all that I am. And as I, as this morning, as I'm receiving the offering, as I'm going to give you a chance to give back to God, does your faith include your finances? We all can believe God for eternity. God, he's, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, uh, for eternity, a mansion in heaven just for you. But God, I don't think you can provide my rent next month. I have to take everything I have, and God, I can't return to you what belongs to you. So God, I'm going to hang on to this part. But God makes a promise to us, and that faith in God is that if we will put that mark of God on our finances, His promise is that He will hold back the devourer. Because when we allow the enemy to come in and devour that first tenth that God says is mine, he doesn't stop at the first tenth. He continues to devour. And he gets down into the rest of it and begins to take more and more and more. But God's promise to us is if you will put your trust in me, 
If you will put mar- my mark on your finances, you're going to see that I'm able to, to do more than you can ask or more than you can imagine. And so this morning, as I'm going to ask the ushers to come to the front, and as they're coming, do you have faith in God? Is your faith increasing? Is your faith growing in God? And, and I want to encourage you, let God be the, the God of, of this week. Allow God to, 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 to open the doors for you. We're going to do something a little bit different this morning. And what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to, to, to worship with another one of our worship leaders, Neil Diamond. We're going to sing Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> yeah, I know you want to. <laughs> um, but what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to sing Pretty Amazing Grace. I'm going to ask you to sing it this morning. Allow that amazing grace of God to, to infiltrate. If, you know, I, 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 was, I was floundering, but I, I stumbled into your chapel, God. I stumbled, and, and I experienced your amazing grace, and you restored my hope and my faith. God, you gave me what I needed. And someone asked if you would stand with me. Father in heaven, this morning, we, we want our faith in you to grow, to increase. God, I pray that this morning that our, our, our faith in you will grow and we will see your hand alive in, in, our, in our lives. And God, that we will move ahead in you boldly. And God, that, that we will step out. Yet no one will lay down and say, I failed, I quit. And God, we will be moving ahead in you. So blessed be your name. God, receive this offering as the kingdom of God is advanced. And God, bless those that have learned the secret of the mark of you on their finances. Encourage those that are doubting your ability to hold back the devourer. And blessed be your name. Let's sing some pretty amazing grace, okay? Pretty amazing grace is what you showed me. Pretty amazing grace is who you are. I was an empty vessel You filled me up inside And with amazing grace Restored my pride Pretty amazing grace Is how you saved me And with amazing grace Reclaimed my heart Love in the midst of chaos Calm in the heat of war Showed with amazing grace What love was for You forgave my insensitivity And my attempt to then mislead you You stood beside a wretch like me Your pretty amazing grace Was all I needed Inside the doorway of your chapel Humbled and awed by everything I found Beauty and love surround me Freed me from what I feared Asked for amazing grace 
and you appeared You overcame my loss of hope and faith Gave me the truth I could believe in You led me to a higher place Showed your amazing grace Grace was what I needed In your amazing grace I had a vision From that amazing place I came to be Into the night I wandered Wandering aimlessly Found your amazing grace to comfort me My loss of hope and faith 